The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello. Good morning, fans. Good morning (laughs) from uh, high atop the Blue Ridge Mountains, frosty Dr. Pepper in hand. Beautiful day outside. Gosh almighty. This is the time of the year to get out there and work on your car and clean and wash and all that good stuff because uh, it's uh, like 58 degrees up here and a high today expected at 70. This is heaven. Heaven, I'm telling you. Good. But it'd be 81 in Knoxville, so loving it. Nice, nice, nice weather. I'm sitting here on the porch playing O Solo Mio on my banjo, and life is good. Good. You know, I really like the way that you've just sort of, you know, uh, assimilated into the Tennessee uh, backwoods down there, you know. Uh, I mean, from that first time that we were uh, up in Charlottesville and you had your first collard greens to now sort of of taking up the banjo, wanting to move out into the countryside and get away from the big city. You know, I mean, it, it's just a beautiful transformation, Rich. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, nice and quiet. People are <laughs> There's not many Italians here, but, uh, you know, it, it's a nice place to live. No, no state income tax. Low taxes, everybody's friendly, low crime. And, man, there was a great car scene in Knoxville. You know, down in Lenore City today, there's a big Cars and Coffee, like 400 cars. The uh, Cars and Coffee that's held in right in the heart of Knoxville twice a year, it gets 2,000 cars. I mean, they come from all over. You know, because Oak Ridge is right down the road, and that's where you have all these, you know, incredible engineers and they're all into cars, and then you have Maryville, just south of Knoxville, and that's where you have Smith & Wesson, and you have Alcoa, the aluminum factory, and all those guys are into cars. So, yeah, Knoxville is a hotbed of car scenes. It, it really amazes me. I mean, how many times have I sent you, you know, marketplace cars to sale? 1909 Renault. And what did I send you the other day, like a 1942 Rover? Oh, all kinds of yeah. weird stuff is here. <laughs> yeah, stuff, stuff you would never expect to find over on this side of the Atlantic, that's for sure. I mean, particularly that, that Renault. I, I, you know, you look at that and you're like, how in the heck did it get here and end up right in eastern Tennessee? You know, crazy. Right. <laughs> so, what's new in the car scene on your end? Well, the newest thing is, well, uh I guess before we go any further, I'll discuss the agony of defeat. Uh, you remember, what was it, the wide, wide world of sports that used to be on ABC yes. years ago? You know, this, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Well, I've been hit by the agony of defeat. <laughs> um, 
as you know, I've been working on that ambassador, the 73 ambassador, American Motors ambassador, all summer long as time allowed it. And um, I'm, I mean, I'm down to it. I thought, you know what, last weekend I was going to have this thing running, going to have it on the road. And, you know, as we discussed, you know, trying to wake up an engine that's been sitting for many years. And this this one's been sitting for 40 years. The car's only got 60,000 miles on it, but it's been parked for all that time. So, you know, naturally I went through and I, you know, pulled all the plugs and I soaked all the cylinders um, with a 50-50 mix of ACF and acetone and uh, I pulled the valve covers and I looped uh, the valve stems, uh, the best thing to use there, you know, to get into the valve springs is that foaming uh, liquid wrench uh, penetrating oil it, it gets in there, you know, expands and gets in there and so I did all of that, everything was looking good, I, I noticed one of the uh, rockers was uh, a little bit on the loose side and I'm like, eh that's not good as I was going through and so I pulled it off and I pulled the push rod out, and I'm like, eh, push rod is bent. So more than likely, one of these, somebody tried, and my guess is, you know, I bought this car. It came out of a, a local auction down on the east coast of Virginia. And the auction company, and this happens a lot, folks, and it, it really annoys me. I, I watched it, and I one particular auction company, which is really well known, did a... Uh, did an auction of a large estate uh, grouping of cars. I walked in to, you know, take some shots and to write an article for them. And all their guys are in there trying to start this stuff that's been sitting for 25 and 30 years even. And I'm thinking, man, you're doing all this damage. Well, that's what happened here. So the reason that push rod was bent, and then as I noticed uh, the rocker arm actually had a hairline crack in it because the exhaust valve on number one cylinder was solid as a rock solid as a rock Um, it's just tight in there rusted in place Uh, just from condensation folks it you know it doesn't have to be get wet you know literally you, you don't have to have water in the engine, but of course, you know, as people say, change your oil regularly because condensation occurs, it creates acidic situations and corrosion, etc. Well, there you go. So, guess what, folks? Now I've got a, I've got a full headset for gaskets. I've got my valet pan gasket all ready to go, and uh, it's got to come apart because there's no other way to properly get that valve you know i've had other engines that have been sitting i lube it up really well and then i'll use a, a rubber mallet and i'll go along i'll take the valve i'll take the rocker arms off and i'll go along with a rubber mallet now I'll, I'll bounce the valves and yep, sometimes they'll loosen up real well you know not this one uh, wow i'm bummed sorry yeah it happens you know that's that's the joys of old car ownership but once it's running, it'd be a great car. Those are very comfortable automobiles. You want to enjoy it. So it's going to be worth the effort. 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? The, the thing of it is, is, it's mission creep, but it's a good mission creep. Now, I've decided, you know, well, all right, if I'm going to pull the heads, well, then I'm going to, you know, pull all the valves and check, check all the springs, everything, the whole nine yards. And, you know, while I'm at it, eh, might as well put new lifters in, too, you know, even though it's only got 60,000 miles on it. I don't want to have to open it back up. So it's going to get new lifters and the heads done and all that jazz while we're at it. So there you go. I didn't get away for the cheap, Rich. I, it didn't get away cheap, buddy. No. No, no cheap fix. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, our friend Alex with the KDF, I spoke with him two days ago, and they discovered some engine problems, and, you know, he's now deeper into the engine and more money to be spent, but, you know, it happens. At least you're not dealing with a KDF where, you know, he can't find parts. But at least you can find parts from, you know, O'Reilly's or AutoZone or some of the AMC suppliers. So um, I'm having a crankshaft, uh, my, my TR3 crankshaft that uh, I had cut 10 years ago when I first started this project. Then, you know, I moved three times. I took it out of the bag the other day, and now there's, you know, surface corrosion on three of the journals. So now i got to go find a machine shop have it recut, another size, get new bearings, because I had 10 over bearings, now i got to get 20 over, probably. So, yeah, things happen, but at least it's a triumph. You could get the parts. At least you got an AMC, you get the parts, but imagine dealing with a KD get something rare, you know? It makes things more difficult. So, the city is Oh, yeah. It could 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 have been a 1910 Stoddard Dayton or something, you know? Right. So. Talk about having to actually make parts, but uh, yeah, so it could be. Speaking of parts, Hershey Fall Nationals coming up really soon, right on top of us, Monday through Friday, October 3rd through 6th, and guess what, folks, the show... And the swap meet, you're not going to have to pay $25, dollars 30, uh, $30, $30 to get in. Uh, it's free. Now, parking, the uh, Hershey Fall Meet, uh, uh, Hershey Entertainment folks charge to park in their lots across the street, okay? But if you like to park somewhere else and Uber in, you got to pay for the Uber, but you can still get in for free. Or you can walk, ride a bike, get in for free. Right. You like that, don't you, Rick? I mean, I do. I love free. I mean, $20 to park a day, that's about what it goes for. Uh, it's cheap. You go to Pebble Beach, it's 450 bucks to get in. You know, you go to the Amelia. What's the Amelia now? Like $190, $175 to get in? Some, and you still got to pay like for it. Yeah, and you still got to pay 40 bucks to park your car. So you're over 200 bucks to one person. Yeah, you pay 20 bucks to park your car a day. Everything is free. You can't can't beat it. Best deal in the hobby. I can't wait. I'll be in the chocolate field with a booth for a Crankshaft magazine. Come on by. Take a look at it. Uh, we got some good deals. And giving away some free stuff. And, uh, free and stuff? I'm Tennessee coming over. Yeah. And as we say in Tennessee, come on by and sit the spell. 
<laughs> Y'all? <laughs> you know, the transformation is complete. From stoop to porch. <laughs> From stoop to porch. Boom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Folks, if, if you've never been to Hershey, you owe it to yourself to go to the Hershey Fall Nationals. And... Um, I can't say enough about it. It's a great time. I call it the world's largest family reunion. You just meet so many wonderful folks, and particularly for those people who are just getting initiated into the hobby, got to go to Hershey. Talk to people who know what they're doing. You know, you've got vendors that have been out there for 40, 50 years even, and they know their stuff. You know, you have an issue. Someone there is going to have an answer for you. Um, I've just run into so many knowledgeable people up there, made so many lifelong friends, and found so many awesome parts. I mean, you can find just crazy stuff up there. I remember I had a 1920 Buick, and my gas tank was just totally shot. I was going, going to have to have someone fabricate one. And I'm like, you know, I'll wait till Hershey. I went up there. Well, the first one, now this is a lesson to be learned. The first vendor I saw, I'm like, by God, there's a gas tank for the Buick. And I asked the guy who wanted $400 for it, which probably was cheaper than I could get it um, fabricated. But anyhow, I thought, no, wait. And lo and behold, about six rows or eight rows over, I look and I find another Buick gas, gas tank even had the uh, fuel gauge on it and the cap. I asked the guy, how much are you for your gas tank there? And he said, oh, I don't know. 30 bucks. How's that? <laughs> I, I couldn't get wow. the money out of my pocket fast enough. So I went from $400 to 30 bucks. Yep. You just don't know. You don't. You don't. And the great thing is I, I tell people in the swap meet, uh, if you're walking around... Just because you don't see what you want on top of the table, there are always boxes stashed on the ground, you know, under the table. you got to look. Spend some time and look, because you never know what you want to find. So, uh, yeah, always a good time. Looking forward to it. And uh, maybe I'll pop over to the Greenfield and check out the overpriced junk that you're selling. You know, I'll probably do that one day. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some Cadillac parts over there. We can adapt those for Triumphs, you know. I mean, we can adapt yeah, these Cadillac parts to work on the Triumph. So no biggie. You come over, um, and then, you know, the, the big white tent in front of the uh, Giant Center, great for breakfast. Uh, look forward to that. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great time. And you're right about all those boxes. I Years ago, I used to put on a T-shirt. And I took a big black magic marker and wrote on the white T-shirt what I was looking for so that people would see it while I was walking through the swap meet. I got washed wow, up that way. You have? People respond? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had people stop me. Yeah, say, hey, 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 wait a minute. You, come over here. I've got this whole crate full of AMC parts that I've got in here with all my Ford parts, and I've been carrying them around for the last 10 years. Take a look in there. 
I tell you what, take it all for 25 bucks. Now, you don't have as many of those deals today as you used to. But I'll, I'll bet you I brought home, gosh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of parts that way. The people just said, hey, you with the AMC shirt, come here. Get this stuff out of nice. my way because I'm not an AMC guy. I'm a Ford vendor, you know. So, anyhow, I know a lot of cool stuff. You're right. Don't ever give up just because it's nope. not your mark. They might have something. Good, good. And then right after that, you and I are going to skip a week, and then we're going to be in uh, Florida. Lakeland. Lakeland, Florida. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're going to go for the Lake Mirror Classic. What a great show. Takes over the whole town. We're going to be there at the Crankshaft booth. And if you guys have been to the Lake Mirror Classic before, you know Hemmings Motor News had a booth up on top of the hill as you walk up towards the street. And that's where the Crankshaft tent is going to be. So come on by, check out the magazine, and we're going to be looking for cars to feature in future issues. So uh, while I'm in Florida, I'll be shooting a few cars. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's a long drive yeah. for me, just 12 hours. It's worth it. Yep. Yeah. Good show. Well, I'm, I can't I can't be gone that long this time, so I'm flying in and flying out. But i uh, going to be there for the duration of the show, so... We're going to have a great time. It's going to be fun and uh, going to be a great, great event. So, you know, if you're looking for a good time, come on down. Um, and then the last one for me this season is going to be uh, November 17th through the 19th, the Coastal Virginia Auto Show in Virginia Beach. And it's at the Virginia Beach uh, Civic Center. And... I absolutely love that show. It's a great show. There's something for everybody. Hundreds of cars, indoors, and then on Saturday, outdoors as well. And it's my favorite time of the year. I, that's where I'm from, Virginia Beach, where I grew up down there. I love going back there in November. I love being able to go out and walk on the beach. It's fairly desolate, but it's just gorgeous. It's pretty. It's nice. And all the tourists have gone home, and uh, just a great time. And the room rates are good, too. I'm just saying. It's a good opportunity to save some money. But, uh, yeah, great show, Coastal Virginia Auto Show. Anyhow, so uh, what what else has been going on in your garage? Well, let's see. I've been rearranging stuff. In my garage, and I got to put some. I got boxes and boxes of old British magazines, road and tracks, and I got to go put them in my storage unit where I keep all the crankshaft magazines. Because I got another project car coming in about a month, right after the Lake Mirror Classic. Yeah. I'll be heading down. I'll be heading down to Stewart, Florida, to pick up a project car, which I'm not going to talk about it now. Going to be a surprise, <laughs> you know never know what happens. I always want to wait until you actually get it. So I got to make room in the garage. I don't know how I'm going to find time to work on this thing, but I, I guess at this stage of my life, I don't need to sleep eight hours a day. So if I could stay in the garage till one o'clock in the morning, I'll eventually get it done. It's an incredible project. Uh, I'm incredibly excited about it. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait. So uh, 
<laughs> it's going to be fun. No, no, no. leaning out the garage. Yep. It's going to be a, so. <laughs> it's going to be a great project. A cool, a cool project. Um, I'm really ha- happy for you. I, I hope it all all goes exactly as planned. And you know what? There's always room for one more. Somehow, some way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Folks, always room for one more. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. I got to make you know, some kind of some kind of elevation so I can stick something up above and something underneath. But I don't have a lift. So. No, we're going to have to take a break. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. We're back. So, you know, you were talking to me about floor jacks the other day. We had a brief discussion about that and, uh, you know, different jacks. And, of course, you know, we can get into that discussion. But um, I'll let you start with with the floor jack subject. Well, you know, I guess about 15 years ago, uh, we were shopping in one of the big stores. I think it was Costco. And they had this giant hydraulic floor jack on sale for a hundred bucks. It was called the brand was Goodyear. Now, obviously Goodyear doesn't make jack, but whatever. Uh, I've been using it ever since. It's fantastic. It's been worth every penny. The only problem is it weighs as much as a Lincoln. It's so freaking heavy. It's like, you know, and it's like it's overkill for lifting up a Triumph because let's face it, a Triumph, you could, you know, two guys, you could lift it up. You don't need a giant hydraulic jack. I, I think it's like 10,000 pounds or more. But it was well worth it. But even pulling it across the floor is kind of tough. But in some cases, you need it, you know. But I, I'm thinking 
I'm going to get one of those low-profile, really lightweight aluminum jacks that only lifts like, you know, 3,000 pounds. Because the Triumph is only, what, 1,600 pounds, 1,700 pounds. And the, right. and the next project car only weighs, I think, 1,200 pounds. So uh, I'm going to get one of those low-profile low aluminum jacks, lightweight ones. And they're like, what, 80 bucks, 100 bucks now? So... Uh, so you got to have a variety of floor jacks. You just can't have one. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I, I have a, a, a several floor jacks. I've got a, you know, three foot, well, no, it's longer than that. It's about a four foot long uh, walker, um, three oh, ton. Oh, yeah. And, uh, commercial? Roll, yeah, commercial garage jack. And I love that thing for one reason. That reach on it, you can get get it right up underneath there, um, and with you know, and the handle doesn't interfere with anything. And I, I bought it at a at a sale. Um, a garage was closing down, and I went to an auction, and I'm like, I need something like that. Uh, works really, really well. But here's here's the thing. I leave it in the garage because you, you sure as heck aren't going to carry it anywhere. Um, it, it's no. up against the wall when it's not in use, but it really is great because you just they roll really easily. You just roll that thing up underneath there and, uh, you know, jack up, do whatever you need to do. But you're absolutely right. I Similarly, I, I bought another um, smaller jack so that I could move it around or if I had to take it, you know, take it somewhere or move it outside of the garage and use it. But it's heavy, heavy, heavy. So I broke down, and, you know, we talk about cheap tools. Every once in a while, you can get a cheap tool, and it's not so bad. Um, (laughs) They're not always bad. And oftentimes, the same manufacturers that you find uh, that manufacture a jack for whether it's Harbor Freight or uh, Napa or whomever else it may be, it's all coming out of the same factory. And you're right. So I own three of those low-profile aluminum jacks. I love them. They've got a handle on the side, so you can easily pick them up. Uh, the yeah. um, the uh, pump handle comes off really easily. Um, if I need to, I can throw it in the trunk of the car, and it's not going to weight it down. <laughs> on the, you know, I'm not going to be driving down the road sideways like I would if I put that other cast iron jack in there. And they're they're magnificent, particularly for folks like you who you know just getting up uh, up up in years you know and you, you need a little help and uh you know it's easier to move around you know you don't have to like break out the absorbing junior um afterwards so did i lose you sounds like we did I believe we did. We lost Richard. By God, he didn't like me talking about his... Uh, He's on the MTA. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. He, he didn't like me talking about his lumbago and and all of that and uh, the necessity for <laughs> absorbing Junior <laughs> after moving all the jacks around. Well, well, hopefully Rich is still hanging in there. There, there he, he is. is. He's back. Hello. You okay? You all right? Did you fall off? Yeah, I could fall barely. Asleep? I don't know what happened. My phone cut out, and now I could barely hear you guys. Really? Wow. Yeah, I could barely hear you. Well, there's I, nothing I nothing loud. I can do on my end. Yeah. It's your end, Richard. Huh. Yeah. Sorry, folks, you know, for some technical difficulties, but something's going on. You get, Well, you sound good on my end, so, you know, I thought maybe you'd fallen asleep, fallen off of the porch, so either that No, or the phone were, just cut out. Boom. Done. Yeah. Boom, gone. The, uh, so, I was just talking about the, those low-profile aluminum jacks and how great they are. And yep. the fact that, yeah, you need to go out and get one. It's going to be the best investment. You can be really happy with it. As I said, at your advanced age, you don't want to have to drag that cast iron monster around and end up having no. to uh, invest $20, $30 in absorbing junior. Afterwards, you know, exactly. ben Gay, all, all, all that Ben Gay, all that Ben Gay smell, you know. <laughs> and we're going to need to go yep, to a I break. I went today. It's worth a hundred bucks. It is time for a break. Time for a break. Stay awake, Rich. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. And following the Classic Car Show is the Classic Car Automall Show. At 10 o'clock, you want to stay tuned for that. They've got hundreds and hundreds of cars in a 360,000 square foot mall. It is incredible. So stay tuned for the Automall Show right after the Classic Car Show. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. 
I'm back. Uh, Richard's still on the porch. I think he fell asleep. Hopefully he'll be back here soon. There he is. He, he's back. Yeah, very strange. Something's wrong. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, well, if you can hear me, keep, we'll just keep, keep on rocking and rolling. So. Okay. We, uh, we're talking about, uh, air filters too. Probably one of the more neglected features of cars, air filters. Um, you should really, really, you know, don't just dust them off, don't just blow them out, because the dirt, etc., gets impregnated in the material itself, and no matter how often you hit it with a little compressed air, it's still not breathing the way it should, and that's changing your uh, fuel uh, air ratio, giving you bad gas mileage, it's gunking up your plugs with carbon fouling and uh just just not a good not a good situation you got to be careful you know i like i said a lot of friends just take the air hose and blow theirs off you're talking 100 plus pounds of pressure usually when you use those little uh air blowers it'll blow a hole through small holes through your air filter you won't even know it and then you know what you're sucking up all kinds of dirt and trash into your engine that you wouldn't have otherwise. Air filters inexpensive. Change it out regularly. Yeah, I, I went with, uh, on my cars, I always have K&N air filters, and I thought that uh, the engine breathed a little better. I get, you know, another one to two miles per gallon more. Uh, I've noticed acceleration pickup is uh, improved. Not a lot, but noticeably improved. So they're a little expensive, you know, 40, 50 bucks, but uh, it's worth it. But what I do sometimes in my filters, I, I, like you say, with the air hose, but you got to put the air hose in the opposite way. You don't want to blow the dirt into the filter. You want to blow it out. But first I do it with a vacuum, you know, suck it all out. But, uh, yeah, you got to be careful how you use that air hose. But uh, it amazes me how... So many people don't change their air filter. I had a brother who wasn't too bright, and uh, he would he, he didn't change his air filter for like you know ten thousand miles. And we took it out one. I said to him one day, "Let's check your air filter. Your car's not running, sounding good." Took it out. It was black. He goes, "Yeah, but I just put that in last year. It doesn't matter how long ago it was, how many miles you got on it. <laughs> it, was, it was black." This is the same knucklehead that every time he changes oil, he would only change the oil filter every other oil change. What a genius. Oh, <laughs> save, save four or five that. bucks. Yeah. Right. Mm. I told you, you know, an oil filter holds a quart of oil almost, and that's going to instantly dirty the fresh oil. So, yeah, some people are just, you know, well, stupid. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I usually go with taking in. Air filters, uh, I find that they, you know, they're really good, but uh, they're not a necessity. So, in fact, right. I'm changing the air filter on my chainsaw this afternoon. I opened that up after a couple of years, and boy, was that clogged with dirt and oil. So I'll be going to a new oil, uh, air filter with that this afternoon as I go pick up a jack. So, 
busy, busy Man. this afternoon. Good. He's yeah. spending money left and right. Boy, what's happened? Did you take a tranquilizer or something? No, my uh, Tesla stock went up again this week, so that's good. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> so, so, I was talking talking about tires and tire care, tire cleaning, you know, because one of the most important aspects of your collector car is going to be your tires. A, from a first and foremost, a safety standpoint, you know. So, I mean, all of the usual stuff, you want to make sure that those tires are not out of date. Radials especially, after about five to six years, you really need to be thinking about replacing them. And, you know, follow all the manufacturer's recommendations and keep them keep them inflated properly. Uh, you know, improper inflation just causes all, all kinds of issues and cuts down on your fuel mileage and all of that sort of stuff. But here's the other thing, cleaning them. So, <laughs> first of all, if you have white walls, which Richard hates, but if you have them, okay, <laughs> there used to be products out there like Wesley's Bleach White and some others that you could use to clean your uh, white walls with. And as we all know, the government's trying to make everything safe for us and safe for our use. And so a lot of the components of these products over the years have disappeared and in an effort to make it safe for us. Um, so they don't necessarily work as well. Personally, I don't find like find that Wesley's Bleach Right works as well as it used to. If I'm just doing a quick cleaning, I will still use Wesley's Bleach White. But if I've got some really dirty white walls that have started to turn a little bit, uh, and it's sort of counterintuitive, but you, you know, you don't have a choice. I wet the tire down, and I use Ajax or Comet. I put it all on the white wall. I let it sit for a few minutes. I don't let it dry. And then I give it a really good scrubbing. And it really does wonders for bringing back the white, getting in nice and clean. But you got to remember, every time you do that, you're drying your tire out a little bit. You're advancing the dry rotting process. And that'll bring me to another thing. Dry rotting. You know, so num- number one, one of the best ways you can prevent dry rot is to keep your tires properly inflated. When they're underinflated, sidewalls have pressure on them that they're not designed for in different areas that they're not designed for, and it actually uh, accelerates the dry rotting process. Keep your tires, of course, you, you know, you probably don't want to, you know, maybe during the summer you keep your collector car outside, you know, so it's easy to hop in and drive. Try to keep it out of the sun because UV is just absolute hell on everything, vinyl, rubber, you name it, but it really hastens the dry rotting and degradation of the rubber in your tires. Um, don't, if your car is parked in the garage, 
don't have it parked next to your air compressor or your grinders or your welder or anything else like that because anything that produces ozone like electric motors really degrades the rubber quickly um it just breaks down its molecular structure and accelerates the dry rot process um Cleaning your tires, Richard talks about this a lot too, you know, cleaning everything up before you put it back in storage, even if it's just for a few weeks. You've got dirt, mud on your tires when you put put your car away. It starts to dry, and as it starts to dry, it leaches the natural oils out of the rubber. It accelerates that whole process of dry rot and breakdown. Um, Storage... Um, if it's, you're going to do long-term storage on tires, say you have two sets of tires, one set of tires that um, you use for show competitively, and then you have another set of tires that you use just for uh, daily driving. Take your show tires and put them in, in, in airtight bags. That prevents them from getting uh, ozone degradation. It also keeps oxidation down because that also causes degradation and dry rot. So, you know, those are things you want to do to prevent the dry rot. Now, here's the other thing, and this is probably just a matter of, of taste. So, Richard, how do you like your tires to look? You like them looking nice and oily, like, you know, some guy with dippity doing his hair, or do you like the nice, fresh natural rubber look not that that's a leading question in any way no none of that glossy shine that looks like it was coated with clear plastic no that is gross it is unnatural I like the natural you know low sheen of a natural black rubber that's the way you should look yeah you want any I agree It, it looks phony you did something, you know. A lot of used car dealers put that stuff on tires that make it look like, like gloss, clear glosses on it, and it's just it's fake looking. It's awful, and, and it's not good for the rubber. You're right; it's just not good. No, it. So you know, one of the ones that's most popular, Armor All Extreme, gives those tires that really, really wet look, and right. I really don't no. like it at all. Particularly if you're showing competitively, it it does not look correct. You obviously want your car's tires to be clean and everything, but they didn't come from the factory looking like that. Um, No. It just doesn't look right. Um, So you want to use a product that will nourish the tire, give it a natural appearance, and use something that doesn't have a lot of solvents in it, a lot of harsh detergents. Um, there, there are a couple of different products out there. Um, Adams Polishes has a product out there that I've used called Graphene. Um, and as the name implies, it gives it sort of a graphite appearance, which is much more natural. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's also, uh, well, this one, gives, it's a giveaway. McGuire's Natural Shine just gives you more of a satin natural finish 
and right. my favorite comes from a company called Aero, Aero Cosmetics, and they make also a great tire soap that's water-based, no solvents, so that's not drying your tire out. Works really well, and uh, they have uh, Aero Cosmetics Rubber Care, which nourishes the tire properly, and uh, put it on about once a month. And wow. it will help keep your car from dry rotting. And we got to go on a break. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Alright. Hey, Tom. So, Tom, yeah. You, you mentioned earlier about cleaning those white wall tires, the white, white walls that you have, and some products. There is a great product that works perfect that a lot of people don't use on wide white wall tires. It's called spray paint. Go to get a can of of satin black spray paint and spray those white walls, baby. Get rid of them. You don't want your car to look like it's rolling on marshmallows as it rolls down the street. Get rid of them. Spray paint. You probably need only one can for four tires. Or it's great. You know, I've done yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah is all, all I hear. I mean, you know, he, he, you you want black walls on your 66 Cadillac, for God's sakes, you know. I mean, yeah. they just don't yep. look right with black walls. They, the ads, yep. they showed up oh, the back, from the factory with those thin, nice, thin, about, what, one and a half inch wide white walls. And, oh, uh, yep. you know, they look good. If I had they look good. Had- Look, if I had a Cadillac, which will most, most likely be like, you know, a late 70s Seville, it would have Vogue, baby. I like Vogue. Those are good-looking tires. Cadillacs need Vogue. That's it. That's all they need. 
<laughs> it's got that little gold black band and a little white band. That's a cool looking tire. Every Italian guy in Brooklyn has a Volkswagen their Cadillac. You gotta have them. You know, I remember, gosh, I was at the 100th anniversary of Cadillac and, uh, there was a, a group of guys from Long Island, Cadillac guys. They called the Cadillac Dreamboats. The Long Island Dreamboats. The the Long Island Dreamboats. Did I get that right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so anyway, you know, finishing up with the tires, Aero Cosmetics has great stuff, tire soap and uh, rubber care. It's good stuff. And uh, the other thing to think about, since we're getting close to winter, I hate to even mention it, but you're going to be putting the car back in the garage. You can get permanent flat spots in just a matter of a couple of weeks, seriously. Um, so think about, you know, the little these little mini ramps that you can buy that will prevent flat spots on your tires. Um, just to kind of get a feel for it, you can go to flatstoppers.com and, uh, and check them out. Uh, you can buy these things on Amazon, too, and they will prevent you from getting flat spots on your tires, and they're as cheap as, like, 45 bucks for a set. So, anyway, might be something you want to invest yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Listen, this is what I do to my cars when I put them in the garage for the winter. I get a piece you of like tape. You like your flat spots. You get... <laughs> no, listen. I get a piece of tape, like, you know, blue paper tape, a one-inch piece, and I put it on the bottom where the tire is on the ground. And then I go back in my garage two weeks later, and I roll my car to see that tape go up. You know, maybe uh, to the 3 o'clock position. I go back in a few weeks later. I push the car the other way to go to the 2 o'clock position or 9 o'clock. And I keep rotating. I keep pushing my car until the tape rolls around so I don't get flat spots. And you know how much that cost me? Nothing. No $45. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's all. That's all I hear. Letting hello. Blah, blah, blah. So you know, I I'm gonna call and make sure that you know you're running out there every other week to push your car and move it. You know, because like after you get this other car from down there in Florida, you know what? You'd be lucky if you'd be able to move that car two inches. Okay, but uh, but that's okay. I, you know, you're going to be out there exercising yourself, rolling your car back and forth. Uh-huh. Okay. Whatever you say. Yeah. I'm, I've always well. done it. It works. <laughs> I'm not wasting $45. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're riding in your triumph, and it's like beating my teeth out of my head, you know, because it's got flat spots on it, all right? You know, I'm, I'm just going to say I told you so, you know? So, boy. <laughs> um, station wagons, you know, they're hot Love these them. days. They have been the last 10 years, actually. Where you been? You've been in, uh, on the hills of, of Virginia? Yeah, but station wagons have oh. been hot the last 15 years. They're getting hotter. More people are realizing 
the utilitarian nature of a station wagon. They're so practical, you know? And if you got the one with the third seat and, and you're stuck with a mother-in-law who doesn't shut up when you got to take her to the cemetery to visit her husband, you put her in the back third row seat and put up a divider and you don't have to hear or listen. That's what you do. You put down the seat, you go to Hershey, you pile in your friends, you go pile in a transmission, an engine block. Trans, you know, station wagons are just so practical. They really are. You got to have well, one, folks. I'm not going to give anything away, but, you know, maybe you need one in your future. You know? Yeah. And station station wagons are, are, you know what? You can maintain your classy, classic car image without having to buy a minivan, you know? I had a friend of mine who had four kids all within about two years of each other and he told me he goes you know we're going to have to do something he goes I absolutely refuse to buy a minivan I hate minivans they've destroyed American car styling yada 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 and, and don't, we're not hating on minivans folks I'm just saying but, I like but he went out and he, he, he bought a limo he bought a limo and uh that's where he, how he hauled his family around. It was a great thing because his kids loved it because every day when he's taking them to school, they always arrive by limo. <laughs> very yeah, cool. like a Cadillac Fleetwood, right? And you got yeah. the footrests and everything. Yeah. yeah, they're way cool. I know. But I had an L, I had a Ford LTD station wagon. And when I was building my garage in Vermont, I would go to Home Depot or the lumber yard and I, a, a, a full sheet of uh, sheetrock. You know, all kinds of thick six-by-six wood beams. And that LTD wagon, man, that really hauled. I mean, it only had a 302 in it, but that was plenty and full frame. But uh, I would love to find an early 60s Pontiac wagon. That's what I really want. Like maybe like a Catalina wagon or or better yet, you know, uh, Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser with, with the roof, the glass roof panels which I always love. I would love to have one of those. So, uh, yeah, wagons are cool. You're right. A buddy of mine, when we were in high school, he had his his hand-me-down car when he turned 16 with his mom's 65 um, Tempest um, or Catalina wagon. Nice. That was a blast. The 326 in it and it had plenty of power. It was such a nice car. And then when he, you know, went away to college, he ended up selling it. I wish I'd known about it. That car was such great shape. I would have bought it and put it away until until we finished school. But uh, yeah, what a great car that is. So I do have a station wagon. Um, I know you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked. Seventy-seven Matador wagon. Oh, 77 AMC Matador wagon. <laughs> that's that's red. Does it run? Oh yeah, it, and it's got the uh, it's a it's a California car, low mileage, all original car. Um, I need to get a new set of tires for it because just like we were talking about earlier, uh, the tires are like past their expiration date, so I really don't want to drive it anywhere. So I got to get that taken care of. But anyway, um, you know. 
during those years, American Motors had sort of year-to-year changes, and they were always working on a shoestring. And so one year you would have, you know, the more traditional flat front grill on the Ambassadors and Matadors. This is a Matador wagon. And then they came out with what I call the coffin nose wagon, where it has that snout on it. And this is a coffin nose. I like it. It's weird-looking, but it's different. It's fun. Um, that's cool. You know, I had a 1970 Volkswagen Twaback wagon, which was one of the worst cars I ever owned. But my favorite station wagon that I had, I had two of them, was a Volvo 240 wagon. Man, that is a work car. Those cars are like tanks. They're so rugged. They're so durable. And with the Volvo 240 wagon, you can't fit a sheet of, you know, 4 by 8 plywood in there because it's a little narrow. But you could use it for so many other things. Oh, they're great. The Volvo 240 is one of the most bulletproof vehicles known to man. I suspect that if we ever had nuclear Armageddon, two things would survive, cockroaches and Volvo 240. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? They're such great cars. I've owned four of them through the years. And my daughter was in a big accident once. She went off a cliff and down to a riverbank. And, uh... Police said if she wasn't in that 240, she wouldn't be here today. So that those things saved her life. So I'm thankful for that. But anyway, folks, oh, time to get into the garage cars. and have a great week. Hopefully, we'll see you at Hershey. Yeah, get, you know, we've still got time. And you know what? Hey, uh, Santa is out at your local department stores and your Lowe's and whatever. You know, he comes out now before even Halloween. Which means you need to be thinking about Christmas time, Christmas gifts, and Crankshaft Magazine. Right, Rich? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yes, Crankshaft Magazine. Buy your subscription for your friends and your father-in-law. And with Goodbye, that, folks, get in the garage. Get off the couch. See you next time. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.